Good morning, campers. Good morning, campers. Today's activities will include selling a couple of acres in order to buy myself a ship. Lunch today will be the 40 orange cake. And to end the night, we'll be doing some fuckery. <laughs> so put on your sunscreen, bug spray, and camp uniform as we dive into Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag Means Death, Mariska Hargate, or should I say nice wives today, Sarah? Mariska Hargate, Sam. Mariska Hargate, Katie Beef. Mariska Hargate, friends. Uh... I am your camp counselor, Sam, a man currently trapped in an Australian accent and current drag wrestling manager. And I'm camp counselor, Sarah, my little wooden boy and me legs are sticks. And we're here to ask, is it camp? <laughs> we're diving into popular culture of all kinds to loosely identify what makes something camp. We are not here to be the definitive experts on it, but rather just talk about this often overlooked and frankly queer subgenre. And today... We're talking about the thing that's on everyone's lips, or at least every queer person's lips. Our flag means death. So we had to bring in a pirate. I, I don't know. Would you prefer obsessive or expert, Katie Beth? <laughs> Probably obsessive is a safer thing. I, I would, I would, uh, I'd trust myself in a pub quiz, but maybe not with pirate <laughs> yeah. historians. So, yeah, obsessive. <laughs> I think you're in good company then if we're all at that kind of level. <laughs> yeah, I think it was with I Katie Beth, I don't remember if it was with you or with our previous guest Alana where I compared this show to Toxoplasmosis where I feel like it's taken over my brain and I'm just fine with that. <laughs> oh, it was it was definitely Alana. Yeah. Where it's like I am merely a host for a parasite now. The parasite has made me very comfortable with this. <laughs> it's giving you a nice exactly. silk robe. I'm feeling luxurious. I'm fancying a fine fabric. The marmalade is delicious. Meanwhile, it can do whatever it wants with me. <laughs> Hold on, Sarah. This isn't a Paddington episode. We should do a Paddington episode, though. Regardless, that's for future us to deal with. Present yes. us is dealing with gay pirates. <laughs> So I first heard about this show actually from Sam. I think you sent me the link in like late February or something being like, look at this trailer. This looks incredible. We should probably even do this for the show. And then I forgot about it until I kept hearing more and more people talking about the fact that it was actually gay. Yeah, it's not like I, I equate my experience with Our Flag Means Death to... Do you remember when you and I saw Sleuth in theaters? <laughs> so, <laughs> in what, 2008 or 2009, there was a remake of the movie Sleuth starring Jude Law and Michael Caine. Michael Caine was in the original, too. And uh, this movie, gay. This movie, really gay. It's like a, I think it's based on a play. <laughs> and it's like a two-hander about what, like a yes. mystery author? Yeah, so... I haven't seen it since. In the, in, in the original... It's Laurence Olivier and Michael Caine. And Laurence Olivier has invited Michael Caine over to his palatial estate to confront him over the fact that, Michael Caine, you're a hairdresser who's been sleeping with my wife. So 
what I would like to do with you is essentially buy you off to go off with her and take her out of my life because clearly she doesn't love me anymore. But it ends up becoming this cat and mouse game of I've tricked you into thinking I'm helping you when really I'm fucking your life up. So they remade it with Jude Law and Michael Caine. Now Michael Caine is the aged, aged author, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. And uh, <laughs> I remember, you know, it's the same kind of beats to the plot. And I remember you and I sitting there and we were just like, ooh, look at all this gay subtext. And then it stopped being gay subtext and just became text. And we went, oh, this Suddenly is we didn't know how to function. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great because it's this it's the same kind of thing happening in our flag means death at least that was my feeling watching it where i was like a lot of gay subtext happening here and then all of a sudden it's oh 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 you're all oh okay all right good for you guys <laughs> but katie beth you watched it as it was going out right um i didn't so i I caught it right after the last episode aired. And so um, so I found out about it because um, I have been following Carly Lane Perry on Twitter for years. And she does a, she does a, um, a book list email of romance novels called Kissing Books. And she also... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. Um, I have never been driven incorrectly by a recommendation from her. Um, so anyway, so she tweeted in March on the 16th, uh, the feeling when a show you never thought was actually going to do the kissing thing does the kissing thing. And then, so she had seen obviously ahead of time. And then a few weeks later or a week later, she then retweeted it and said, this is an R flag means death related tweet, by the way. And so that was the first time I had specifically seen it named. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. What is this? And then I saw people talking about it and, uh, so I think within like two days I had watched all of it. <laughs> I think like it was the weekend Bridgerton came out and I was like, do I watch the gay pirates or do I watch the enemies to lovers show? And um, I went with the gay pirates first and I have no regrets. <laughs> Excellent choice. I went with Bridgerton first. I was, I was Bridgerton obsessed for about a weekend, but then the fever cleared and uh, no gay pirates lasts. Um, but back to our flag means death. So were you immediately like hooked? Like I gotta watch this again. Oh yeah, like uh, like I I didn't tweet much because it was one of those where I was like, not many people have seen this. I'm not gonna like be that person. Um, but I was pretty just like immediately, and it's um, there are a few. So I've been keeping track of what I've been watching during the pandemic because you know need an activity, and. Uh, and there are a, a small handful of things I've watched more than once. I have now watched this show six times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so like I I immediately like fell in love with it, finished it, didn't even have time to get devastated because I then turned it on again. <laughs> like right away. Like yeah, that... not even Ted Lasso did I go back to that quickly. Yeah, I was the same way. It was like end of episode 10 let's start again on episode one yeah yeah it makes you know but what it makes episode 10 go down a lot <laughs> finally we have a second season coming well, I was, so I was... we don't have to live in horror yes yes 
And we we didn't even have to wait until June 3rd. Because I, I finished it and I was like, that's the end. That's the fucking end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've been saying, because I, so I watched it at the end of March and I've watched it a bunch of times. And, uh, and I've been saying for since mid-April, like, oh, well, the only reason they're not renewing it is they're waiting for Pride. Yeah. Like, there's no way HBO Max won't. It's the biggest show they've ever had on their service. Like, mm-hmm. like it's been number one every week since it finished. Is that right? Like, I think it. Like lost. every. I I think there was like was one week it lost. One on streaming, every week except yeah. the first week of Obi Wan, and then it was back on oh. top again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I know about numbers, too, is, like, if David Jenkins is like, look how we're doing. So, like, it was really clear because HBO had quickly renewed other stuff that I haven't gotten around to watching yet. Like, I want to say Minx got renewed pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I've heard it's great. I need to watch it. Um, but I've been watching the Pirates over and over. So, yeah, so I kept saying, oh, no, they're waiting for Pride. Like, they're waiting till the first day of Pride, and that's when they'll announce. And so... Oh, yes. On yes. June 1st... So, Something else got announced that morning, and I was like, oh, that's going to be the whole day. Oh, it was the Red, White, and Royal Blue adaptation. Yes, the movie. Which yes. I'm also excited about. <laughs> so excited. Um, and so it's like, oh, that's going to be the whole day. And then, like, two hours later, they announced it, and I had multiple friends message me and be like, oh, you were right. I was like, yes, I, I pay too much attention to television. I know how these things work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Just to back up for a second, in case we have audience members. Yeah, we should campers, probably talk about yeah. what the show actually <laughs> no is. No idea what we're talking about. So, this show is a dramedy, but heavy emphasis on the comedy part of it, that is a very loose telling of the piratical <laughs> life of Steed Bonnet. And his relationship with Edward Teach, a.k.a. Blackbeard. Both were real people, really did sail together. Um, I I didn't realize this until today, because um, I rewatched the whole series yesterday and today with my mom, who was watching it for the first time. Um, but she did not know af- until after the show ended that Steed Bonnet was a real person, which seems fair given the show. He doesn't seem like this was something somebody actually yeah. did. Well, and like for me, because I'm from North Carolina, so I grew up like the eighth grade field trip is to the Outer Banks, which is if you if you are not uh, knowledgeable about the geography of a random state in uh, the United States. Um, so North Carolina is on the co- part of it's on the coast. And so there's the inner banks, um, and then there's what they call the intercoastal waterway. So imagine like a really big river alongside the coast, and then on top, like past the inner coastal waterway, there's this line of islands, and that's the outer banks. So like the actual beach is on the outer banks. Um, and so it was a big pirate hangout in the 18th century, um, and very specifically, uh, Blackbeard and Seed Bonnet hung around the Outer Banks, and it's where Seed Bonnet was hanged for piracy in 1718, 19? Um, so Whoa, not spoilers. long after the... Yeah, it's sorry, right after the you... events of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, but it's like mean he's real dead? loosely... 
Yes, a man who was born in the 17th century is in fact dead now in the 21st. Um, this is what I keep telling myself. He has no power over you. He's been dead for 300 yeah. years. Get out of my brain. <laughs> well, and it's such a loose adaptation that like, it could be that this ends with them faking their own death in like, you know, a handful of seasons and they just go off into the sunset together and it'll be cute. You, exactly. It doesn't they have to end. Kills. The yes. secret badminton triplet who sentenced them to death. <laughs> Listen, if it means Rory Kinnear keeps coming back, I'm fine with it. Oh, yeah. So no, Rory Kinnear is tremendous. He is so funny. so funny in this. Who thought he would have this gear in him? Like, I've never seen him. I don't think I've ever seen him do comedy before. Yeah, no, that's... I remember seeing at some point some review being like, I didn't know Rory Kinnear could be funny. (laughs) This poor guy has probably been waiting his whole career to be funny. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, he's he's always played stuffy bureaucrat. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's pirate stuffy bureaucrat. (laughs) (laughs) No, Rory Kinnear is one of those guys where, like, every time I see him in something, I'm like, this makes it so much better. Um, he was, I think, probably what got me through the first episode of Black Mirror, which is a really great episode that I will never watch again. Um, which, if you haven't seen, I don't, I don't know if I can recommend it. It's very good TV. I, uh, but... I have not watched Black Mirror because I'm afraid to. Because <laughs> I, I, from what I can tell, it seems like it's very stressful, and. I don't yeah, know watch, if I can do watch that Watch the San Junipero episode with the lesbians. See if you like that one. That one's very easy on the on the palate. And then if you like that, then you can get into the, some of the harder stuff. Yeah, I I pretty much wasn't super interested. And in the, then I saw Jodie Whittaker was in it. And I was like, ah, is she going to cry? Because I don't know if I can do that again. Broadchurch was bad. <laughs> Emotionally, not, not story-wise. It was a good show. <laughs> So yeah, the pirates were real, most of them in the show. Yeah, just a lot of things have been. <laughs> a lot of details have been changed to protect the identities of the aggrieved. As in, I think <laughs> Izzy Hands was was supposed to be sixteen. Yeah, so he wasn't in the crew at that point. <laughs> there's, there's a little like loose. Well, and like. Steve Bonnet was 29 in 1717, and Reese Darby is 47? Yeah, was I think both? they show... So, like, it, you know. They, they even double down on it when they show his uh, gravestone at the wedding. They're like, no, this guy... <laughs> <laughs> he's been living rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely one of those things where the joke with Spanish Jackie, where she's like, I'm 29! <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what it was like before you could moisturize. <laughs> And there was no sunscreen. Like, I can't imagine anyone playing Izzy better than Con O'Neill did. No. No, no. He's so good. So menacing. When he came on screen, I turned to my mom. Again, this is just because this is recent. I'm like, that's your boyfriend, mom. And she's like, oh, my. Well, I don't like the facial tattoo. That's not real, mom. He doesn't really have a facial tattoo. Oh, my. It's just a makeup pencil. It's okay. It washes off real easily. Yeah. Listen, Con O'Neill loves two things. Dunking on the Tories and incredibly graphic fan art. 
and he will not stop. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yes. That's If I, you look at his Twitter feed, it's literally just one or the other. Hates the Tories, loves the fan art, simple as. To, to be fair, who doesn't hate the Tories? Yeah. Correct. And, like, Vico Ortiz is super into astrology, and there's, um... There's an Instagram that's our flag memes death. Is that right? Is it that one? There's there's way too many our flag memes death things to follow. Um, but there's there's an astrology one, and Vico Ortiz participates in it a lot. Oh. <laughs> and it's just really great because it's forever like, oh, look how great they look. Oh, they're making fun of people for their signs. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, Taika just today, sorry, retweeted um, a, a sketch yeah. of him that was basically like Tom of Finland and called himself a zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. I, I love how into this the cast and crew are. Like, they're not shying away. They know how beloved they are by the queer community now because of this show and all of them are just so game for it they're just like hell yeah we love doing this shit yeah i've got to think eventually it might get kind of tiring but but they're just so welcoming yeah well and they're just i think they're probably just so happy to have made something that they liked and have people actually watch it and enjoy it like, I, I feel like so much of what I understand of people filming things is you just send it out into the void and sometimes you just never know if people liked it or not. So I feel like this is probably welcome, especially for people who've been working for a long time. And people like Reese who haven't who've maybe been, you know, working steadily, but never had the chance to be a lead like this. Yeah, and I, I knew he was, quote unquote, a flight of the Concords guy. But I specifically know him from season 10 of The X-Files where he plays the monster. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew I that might have watched a little it. bit of that earlier. <laughs> he's a huge X-Files guy and, because he's also a big yes. like, UFO and aliens guy and cryptids. He, he has a <laughs> podcast about cryptids and another one about aliens. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> So the cryptid factor has been going on for like 10 years. And then the alien one is, I think it was a Spotify exclusive. And I think they just did one season of it. Um, but it's just him and his friends, one of whom is called Buttons, talking about cryptid news. Uh, it's pretty fun. Actually, on the recent episode, they talked about him winning an award for playing Steed. And he's like, guys, I never get awards. This was really cool. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I knew him from our flight of from Flight of the Concords, which I probably watched a couple univer a couple episodes of in university, and then I think probably the thing I knew him best from was Jumanji when he shows up in the Jumanji movies, and I'm like, hey, it's that guy. He's always funny. Yeah, I think is when... this the new Jumanji with The Rock and Amy Pond? Yes. Yeah, yes. he's a sort of um, AI. <laughs> he's an NPC. He shows up. Yeah, oh he God. shows up to sort of explain the rules of the game. He's he's your oh tutorial God. NPC. Amazing. So it's 
It's him doing his natural accent, very excited to welcome you to the game. He's given the welcome to Jumanji. You just, you know you're in for a good time whenever he shows up on the screen. It's like, oh, the rest of the movie may, may be shit, but at least I can look at you and know anything coming out of your mouth is going to be lovely and sincere and funny. Yeah, he's, he, before this, to me, he was just like one of those guys. He shows up, and he's like you and Bremner, basically, where I go, I can't pinpoint one thing that I've seen you and Bremner in. But when I see him, I know I'm going to enjoy it. And he's just, he's so lovely and sincere in this show. And then to see him slowly go from, like, I'm a fan of pirates to, oh, I'm a friend of a good pirate to, oh, I'm in love with my best friend. Sam, there was something you said early on. A pirate. Yeah, there was something you said earlier. <laughs> he on also when becomes we were one. Yeah, yeah, he is legally yeah, a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Where I was watching it for the first time, and you'd already seen it at that point, Sam, and I was texting you something like, "They're just like letting him be, S- being Steed and being his lily-livered r- little rich boy, isn't something that Steed." has to actually overcome the story doesn't think there's anything wrong with him being a gentleman it's actually one of his strengths and it's one of the things that blackbeard loves about him so much and it was so strange for me to see a story like this where no this isn't an arc that he has to change himself and become tough no it's it's really just more about like i'm a gentleman pirate and that's okay and i'm not a bad person I mean, he's he is changing over time, too, but we all change. It's not something that's being forced. I mean, one of the things that came to mind when I was watching this is because I'm, I'm watching Bob's Burgers again right now. Mm-hmm. And while I was watching Bob's Burgers, it came to my mind that this is a family without shame and not in like, oh, no, they shouldn't have done that without shame, but rather they don't shame each other. Like, there's nothing wrong with each other. They don't talk down to each other about, like, Tina is a mess, but we're not going to shame her for liking boys and butts and zombies. So the same thing is happening in this show, where nobody's shaming each other over their sexuality or or whatnot. And uh, people are trying to shame Steed over being the gentleman pirate. But he doesn't have that gear in him. He feels no shame about that thing. He feels shame about being a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) But when it comes to his sense of self in terms of how he wants to be a pirate and who he chooses to love and befriend, there's no shame. And in fact, there's no shame even given to it. No. When Izzy finds out that these people are all gay he doesn't start using it against him. He doesn't weaponize the homosexuality. He tries at one point to weaponize the fact that Lucius likes to draw everybody's dicks, and Lucius just says, yeah, I do like to draw everyone's dicks, and he's okay with that. 
<laughs> and it's it's so lovely not having the homosexuality, the queerness weaponized against the characters because that's not the fucking point. It reminds me of Schitt's Creek in that way. Um, yes. How in Schitt's Creek they were like, what if we don't make homophobia a thing? What if it's really just like there are conversations between the parents of the main characters about like, you know, you just love your children for who they are and you support them in that. And, and, you know, like, like you support them because life may be difficult, but like, that's, you know, you're not going to put that on them. And I, and I really just love that it gives me that exact same vibe where there was never, there was never an issue with David and, uh, you know, David going to his relationship with Patrick and everything. But like that same tone, I feel like is present here. And and they've talked a little bit about how historically pirates did have relationships with each other. Like, you're at sea for a long time. And first of all, the whole species is not heterosexual. But on top of that, like, you know, uh, why not? If you, you know, you like your people in your bunk, go for it. But, but like, that there was a, pirates had marriage, between each other like there was a i want to say i read that there was a specific term for it there i don't is. know what it is but i, I, I just saw that that was a thing i, I remember the <gasps> term. how do you pronounce it's... it i've only seen it written down so my my personal understanding looking at it is that it's it's a french word right yeah because that's it what's, ends that, with that's lo- what's tripping lotage right Metalotage. Yeah, I've heard people pronounce it as mate lottage, and I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> that, that sounds very bad. That's awful. Yeah, mate lottage. Because they're thinking, oh, it's like a lot and a mate and like something else thrown together. I'm like, Fertage. no, no, no. That's, it's, it's probably closer to matelotage. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so yeah, that is my. It was a culturally understood term. Yeah, which is so cool. And I love that this is finally a pirate something that's not like, you know, lusting after mermaids or whatever. It's just like, hey, this is the people that I'm with and this is how I feel about them. And I love that. Like, I I feel like Lucius is such an interesting character too, right? Because, <laughs> because like, Lucius is forever just, like, flirting with people to get what he wants. <laughs> And, and there's, and again, there's no shame in that. Like Izzy is kind of like, what's wrong with you? And there's a little bit of like, okay, maybe you should pull your own weight, but also like, that's who Lucius is. And we're not going to be mean to him because he's one of us. And I love that. Uh, Izzy's not upset that he's on a boat filled with LGBTQs. He's upset that they're not pirating the way that he wants them to. This is the Izzy is the only human on the boat full of Muppets problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he is the second Michael Caine. Is the same way where he goes, this isn't how this story is supposed to go. What's wrong with you people? Uh, meanwhile, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are setting up on the back of his boat. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing this whole cast as Muppets, and I'm surprised I haven't seen that fan art yet. How are we okay, supposed so... to get Animal on the ship, man? <laughs> <laughs> there, There is a popular um, fan write-up on it that says that when Blackbeard first comes on the ship to rescue them, 
rescue attack, whatever you want to call it. Um, he is also a human, but when he and Steed switch clothes, that's when Blackbeard comes out as a Muppet and is a Muppet for the rest of the show. <laughs> Until the end. Until the end. No, yes. I think he's still a Muppet at the end. I think he's like Kermit the Frog with the fangs in for the Vincent Price episode <laughs> of the Muppet show. <laughs> he he puts his beard back on with eyeliner. Like, he's still a Muppet. <laughs> he's, he's a Muppet pretending to be a man at that point. He is three yes. Muppets in a trench coat. It, it just, it has such a Muppety quality about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think the sincerity of it is so much of why it feels Muppety, if that makes sense. Absolutely. That's the thing that I keep coming back to and that I'm like, they really did this. They really made it gay. That was my big surprise watching it. Because, again, I started watching it after everybody, like, Katie Beth, you'd watched it and you were like, oh, it's actually gay. And a bunch of our friends had watched it and said, oh, it's actually gay. <laughs> and I started watching it and I was like, okay, I get that it's gay, but it's, wait, it's actually gay? Like, they're actually yeah. talking about it and like there's actual on-screen kiss it was like my brain couldn't understand that something maybe it's not maybe it's because it wasn't specifically marketed as like a gay show and i'm like this isn't it wasn't marketed happen. at all yeah we're supposed to be sequestered <laughs> yeah right like like i think um I think we were talking about this before we started recording, but I think that my frustration with the Doctor Who pirate episode that happened a few weeks after I watched this for the first time was that I was told this was gay pirates. I watched it and it was indeed gay pirates. And I wasn't shocked in any way. I was just like, excellent. Thank you. Representation. And then to turn around and it was like, okay, but these characters are actually queer and they're being pirates right now. Oh, but you're not going to let them be gay. Okay. You're just going to let them be sad queer people. <laughs> so it was kind of like queer joy, queer sadness with source. And the implication so, so I think, in Doctor I, Who that like, okay, so we've both figured out that we're queer. We need to stop and talk about it and consider everything. Whereas in our flag means death, it's just like, yeah, we like each other. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess with these characters, you don't have the weight of millennia on one of them. And, you know, but and and Steve Bonnet doesn't know that he's historically going to die soon. Um, so he's living a little more fully. We're going to put that in quotation marks. Going to die. Steve yeah, that's, Bonnet that's is that's exactly as dead as Lucius is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Lucius is uh there's no way that they killed Lucius off. Like the first time I watched it, I kept thinking like the character would depart and I'd be like, Oh no, we're never going to see like Jim left. I was like, no, but I'm going to miss Jim. And then Jim was gone. Not even an episode. Like Jim was away from the boat for an episode, but that was it. Like, um, so I, so I think that now that I've made it through, I'm like, Oh no, Lucius is first of all, I'm sure he managed to charm some fish into bringing him to shore. <laughs> or he, he's he truly hiding inside the boat. Manatees. He, he found himself a merman and says, All right, I'll, uh, I'll give you a handy J if you help give me a hand. <laughs> he found he a sea devil. the inside of a seashell. <laughs> I saw I saw someone today say um, 
because David Jenkins tweeted today a fan <laughs> art of the crew. And then David Jenkins was like, R.I.P. Lucius, we miss you. And then after that tweeted the YouTube of Elton John's Scandal in the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw, I saw somebody comment and be like, girl, don't act like Lucius isn't hiding inside the walls of the ship. <laughs> And it keeps getting gayer. He's in one of the closets. It's fine. <laughs> yes. I have never been so sure of anything in a show that Lucius yeah. is not dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that actor tweeted when they announced, like, oh, good. I'm so bad at keeping secrets, which is obviously a Lucius quote if you haven't seen the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, but but it's like, oh, no, of course you're not dead. <laughs> this is not that kind of a show. No. I saw somebody uh, earlier today also go like, this man better never show up within a mile of a New Zealand airport because we're all going to lose our minds. And I was like, really? This isn't like <laughs> Jon Snow just being like, no, I just love to keep hanging around the sets, you guys, because all my friends are there. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody's going to bat an eyelash. No, and well, and they film inside. It's fine. <laughs> They're safe. Yes, but they are moving to New Zealand for next season. I'm very excited about this. <gasps> oh Great. my god! Excellent. Oh yeah. Listen, I mean, it's gonna. They're all just gonna show up. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Let's reuse all of those Xena sets. Nobody's using those, <gasps> right? Maybe they'll go to Hobbiton. Ooh, maybe they'll get Ted Raimi in an episode. That's the thing. I can't put anything past this. My, my, like, if I had to have a complaint about this show, it's that there aren't enough women in it. So I yes. feel very confident that we are going to have, like, um, what is it? Is it Anne Reed? Anne Bonnie. Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel I mean, fairly certain that they're going to, sh or them or a crew like theirs are going to show up in season two. Oh, maybe lesbians. we just maybe we just steal Elizabeth Swan away from the Pirates of the Caribbean series and let her live her life. Can you imagine yes. Kira Knightley just being in this show as Anne Bonny? <laughs> like I don't oh know what God, Kira Knightley Sarah. does anymore, but like I want her this. I want this for her. Why would you show me something that I can't have? No, the thing <laughs> oh is, God. we've been oracular before, Sarah. We have seen That's into true. the future. That's true. We saw Magic Mike triple XL coming. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yeah, no. If we, Kira if we can use our powers for Ooh. anything, it's that now. Yes, yes. I, I am by magic. Always down for more. Kira Knightley as a pirate. The fandom got even gayer. You didn't think it was possible, but it did. <laughs> and Beth Grant. Yes, uh, she was in. She was also in an episode of X Files. Yeah, yeah, of course she was. Sorry, my brain doesn't work out a different way. <laughs> Everybody's she's been in the in snake episode. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, she's in the snake episode. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, she's the super, super religious church lady, and uh, that's the episode I block out of my mind so that I can sleep at night. No, no. Uh, so I've I've been having this discussion <laughs> recently with people about. Um, you know, those weird deep-seated fears that you have. Oh, and yeah. And 
because everybody's been like, oh, wow, old is on Crave now. I'm going to watch old, you know, about the beach that makes you old. And I've had to stop people and then just be like, I will never, never watch that film. Because when I was seven, I went to a sleepover at a friend's place and he was like, hey, a new episode of X-Files is on. You want to watch? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Seven-year-old me. I've heard about X-Files. I've never seen it. I'm like, of course I want to see this show that everybody's watching. And it was the episode where Mulder and Scully get on that boat that makes people old. And I was freaked the fuck out. I do not watch things. I have two rules three rules i have three rules with <laughs> things in horror one no wendigos fucking hate wendigos you've been scared two, of wendigos for years for years i've been scared of wendigos and i moved to thunder bay for a year big mistake <laughs> uh rule two people aging unnaturally fast don't do that fuck that noise i, I hate it that, that, that scene in, in uh, Last Crusade, mm-mm, that wigs me out. <gasps> yeah. And number three, people turning into pigs. <laughs> Just so... that one specifically? No other transfigurations are an issue? No, no. I mean, people can turn into whatever they want outside of that. It's because... So, all right. Back up on that one. Fourth grade. <laughs> for... <laughs> I really Fourth hope grade. nobody was listening to this being like, I hope they explain the show. Sorry, <laughs> in, it's gay, they're pirates, that's all you need to know. In fourth grade, we were doing our unit on uh, medieval times and stuff, and the teacher was like, well, now that we're done, we're going to watch a movie. And she wheels in the TV and puts <gasps> on Willow. And I was watching oh. it, and I was like, this is fun, this is great. And, you know, oh, there's adventure and excitement and Ron Howardy stuff awesome and then it got to the part where the army assembles outside of Bavmorda's castle and i start hyperventilating nothing's happening but i'm freaking out and my teacher takes me outside and she's like are you okay is everything fine i was like i don't know why i'm just i'm losing my shit turns out my mom had shown me this movie when i was like three (laughs) and i looked in the window just as people start turning into pigs and i'm like that's it that's the thing that's the thing that is giving me fear right now and yeah i don't i don't enjoy people turning into pigs i don't enjoy people turning old and i don't enjoy wendigos my three weird things i'm just picturing like a seven-year-old donald sutherland pointing through the window like "Ah!" (laughs) that's it <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next week on Sam's Deep Seated Fear, is it a large bird or just a regular bird? <laughs> How close is the bird? How close is that bird? Anyway, uh, enough about my weird fears that all of a sudden everybody knows about. <laughs> Uh, this show hits on one of my deep-seated fears. Let's do it. Which one's that? Uh, snakes. So, uh, episode seven, when they go to the island, or the island, what am I saying? When they go to Florida, <laughs> yeah. which is not an island, when they go to St. Augustine, and uh, and Blackbeard's throwing his temper tantrum, which, I get it, he's wearing leather, it's really muggy in Florida. I, too, would be cranky if I had that much hair and that much leather on, and I was in Florida. There's no theme park <laughs> Not this in the winter. Point. 
<laughs> well, it's St. Og. There's no theme park anyway. <laughs> it's just a bunch of old buildings and tourists and uh, a college. Um, yeah, and so and so he starts thrashing about by the palm tree, and the snake falls on him, and then he fights off the snake, and then he kills the snake, and then they eat the snake for lunch. Uh, so I have to watch that scene with my hands over my eyes because, like. Uh, there was a snake in my front garden on Tuesday, and I'm still not sleeping right because I'm like, oh my god, where does it live? Where does it? It was a big, and it was a black snake, but it was a very big black snake. Um, and by the time I ran around to get in the door, it was gone, and I'm like, where did? It, where is your home? Uh, anyway, so show me some ID. The show. Right? Exactly. Where is your house? Is it far away? Would you like to go home to your house? Please don't ever come back. <laughs> Do you need a bus uh, pass? No soliciting. <laughs> I keep saying I keep saying I hope it lives down the hill where we saw a coyote once. I'm like, maybe it lives with the coyote. <laughs> so uh so anyway, so the whole snake scene is a horrifying to me um and i every time i watch it it does snakes and snake eating for a while oh god well and like taiko watiti throwing around the fake snake is so funny (laughs) and 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 he's so mad and he's just screaming and every time i watch it i'm like that is a fake snake there were no real snakes in this episode you're fine the actors are fine the nice man is not going to get bitten by a snake. It's probably a non-poisonous snake. <laughs> but it's also like, if they add a clown to next season, I may have to peace out forever. <laughs> so. Oh, no. I think we're we're all safely in the same boat saying, no, yeah. clowns are not good. No, no. There was a clown in Sarah Jane Adventures, and I almost had a peace out of the whole series. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, where were we with gay pirates? Yes. <laughs> oh, I did I did want to say something. We keep saying gay. We do say gay over and over again. But, yeah. uh, it is important to point out that <laughs> one of the pirates is, in fact, uh, you know, uh, g- gender non-binary in gym. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading yeah. an article uh, about an interview with um, Vico Ortiz, who plays Jim. And uh, they were saying, like, oh, yeah, they've sent me a script to play a pirate, and it's a lady dressed as a man, and I don't know if I want to do that because that's not how I identify. And when they sent back notes, the writer's room were like, no, we want notes. We want to represent this appropriately. And that's really what sealed the deal for them to sign on to the show, is that they were like, oh, wow, you actually want me to play not myself but my my appropriate sense of self and i think I that's, love it that's i mean when really yes powerful. when i started watching it i love a girl dressed as a boy because i'm a shakespeare nerd i will always 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 be down for that let's not <laughs> think about nerd. what it signifies very much <laughs> let's not think about it at all um and i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, they're non-binary. I have never seen it because I didn't watch Billions, which I, as far as I know, is the only other show, like big show, that's had a non-binary character. And I was like, this is cool as hell. I have non-binary friends, and I've never seen a non-binary person 
I was going to say in fiction, but I've seen plenty of them in, in fan fiction, but never in, like, I don't know, professional works. <laughs> Televised fiction. Published yeah. fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Which was cool well, as and well. Like, I'm like, so, this, yes, yeah. and this is probably, you know, probably a lot more accurate to, uh, to gender fuckery on the high seas. Yes. Yeah. And um, I will say, so... It felt, it feels interesting timing-wise to me because Grey's Anatomy this season in the 18th season just had their first non-binary cast member, like regular cast member. So they've had non-binary characters before, but like this is the first time it's been someone who's a regular cast Um, and the actor's non-binary. And so, and it was the same kind of thing where the character showed up and there was no conversation about like, oh, no, I'm non-binary. That means I'm not a man or a woman, like you have on so many other shows and talk shows and everything else. Um, And it was just very, like, one of the characters like, oh, I've been following their work. And so it was, like, immediately these characters were like, oh, we know who you are, and this is who you are. Like, we're respectful of you. And it was just so refreshing for me as somebody who, again, like, has non-binary friends and doesn't see that representation of their lives um, and so it was really cool to see it on this show too. And I think it's, I think it's really helpful, like being in our generation and trying to explain things to people who are in older generations to be able to like, cause I made my mom watch the show before we took a road trip, like the week I watched it too. So we could talk about it <laughs> and, um, and just to be able to like have those conversations because like, um, a dear friend of mine that I grew up with is non-binary and so my mom has known this person since we were little kids and so um and so it was it's it's a good way to be like hey this person that's my friend this character is also non-binary and so it helps my mom like click into what that means and what that doesn't mean um and so it's like i think it's wonderful to see that representation but it's also really wonderful to like have that exposure for people who aren't aware or like don't you know don't want to understand like to just see Jim so like um going back to Shit's Creek so so the idea that Jim shows up and Jim's grandma is like hey Bonifacia and Jim's like I go by Jim now and the grandma Nana's just like okay Jim come on let's have some cake I like it's so, so perfect much. yes like I mean yeah it's uh, uh now put it putting aside the kind of like child abuse that Jim went through (laughs) in order to become an elite assassin by this nun. You mean 18th century daredevil? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I never made that connection. (laughs) Um, The, the, the line you're surprisingly well adjusted for an orphan raised by a nun to be a killing machine. And I heard that the first time I went, is Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 18th century Daredevil. Love it. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, and getting so back good. to homophobia, uh, Izzy yeah. only ever refers to uh, Jim by they, them pronouns as well. Yeah. Yeah, like it just seems to be... There's already so much television that deals with coming out stories and homophobia stories that it's just refreshing to get to see a non-binary character just like be respected 
and get to go on a vengeance quest. And so that character gets to do different things other than just like, no, let's fight about pronouns. Like, I don't know. It's just super boring. It's it's kind of like how you, it's a queer person. You get super tired of watching the same like homophobia story and every single thing with a queer person and how it's like, yeah. oh, it's so groundbreaking. And it's like, it's not groundbreaking. This is boring. Yeah. You know what would be great is if, like, we could watch a story about a really strong woman, and she's really strong because she's overcome trauma. <laughs> that's how you know or, she's strong. Or a super hetero man who goes around murdering people when he didn't care before because somebody killed a woman that he cared about. Or his dog, yeah. but usually a woman. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. What about if we wrote a script... And then we went, oh, we can just make this male a female. And it's the exact same thing. And you just change the name slightly. And that's that's it. <laughs> to be fair, the two movies I know where that has happened are Alien and Everything Everywhere All at Once. So I think people should keep doing this. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And I haven't seen the second one yet, but it worked oh, real well in Alien. Oh. Oh. I know, laugh, I know. I'm really excited. You'll, you'll I'm really excited. Every human emotion, and then a few that you were like, "Where did this emotion come from?" <laughs> Anywho, back to the gay pirates. <laughs> gay pirates. Uh, let's talk about how yes. sexy Taika Waititi is here. Oh my god. Oh boy. Um. Uh. I'm not sure I can in a form that's going to be recorded. <laughs> and like Button's tonal music, you're just going to hear <laughs> us making moaning sounds for the next five minutes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. Like I like, knew I knew always been handsome. was attractive. I knew this. Yeah. But... But yeah, like every time he's in one of those little rompers, mm-hmm. and and his hair is all, um, like that curly thing that his hair does. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, like I, <laughs> yeah. He's like he's always been attractive, but then like seeing him dressed like Blackbeard with the beard, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's not just that. It's like the the very subtle winks and smirks he does. Always. Yes. Oh, like it's it's toe curling where I'm just like, oh, I would love a man to just. It's not a full wink, right? His eye almost no. comes together and then it goes apart. And you're just like, there's something. I, I, there's no words for it. It, it just, it is it. <laughs> That's it. That's the thing. Well, and, like, with the beard, you can't see most of his face because it's such a huge wig. And he's all eyes. And, like, he could just not have dialogue in a scene and just be acting with his eyes. And you get every single thing you might get from dialogue. And it's just, like, his eyes are so... I don't I don't know how he does that. Like, it's like when they're captured at uh, on the <gasps> second last episode, right? And they're lying yes. down and they're being roughed up and... Steed looks Most at him in this, thing I've ever seen. and this sort of pleading way of like, what are we going to do? What's happening? And he gives this smirk and 
oh. wink back being everything's going to be all right so long as we're together. I'll get you out yep. of this. Yeah. <sighs> well, and like, I've never found it attractive before and I've never had a reason to think about it, but the moment where they're at their little like pirates who are now working for the crown camp or whatever that thing was Mm -hmm. in the ninth episode. Privateering Academy for Wayward Seamen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The jokes, the jokes come hard and fast in this this show. Oh my god. Yeah, but like he, the moment when he offers to fold something for Steed. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it, but it's a thing. Like, he's just like, can I fold? He's like, look, I'm folding stuff. Can I fold something for you? Like, all right. Fold whatever sure. you want. <laughs> you can fold me. Fold me. Yes. Yeah, and when he, oh god, the moment where he just pulls back his little leather vest and says, stab me. Ooh. Sometimes he right? has a little bit of belly sticking out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. His little purple crop top. Uh, uh, the the outfits that they get him into in this show. Just, what what are you doing to me? The you bows in his beard. Online, going around, like, as Taika, not acting. Um, but still with all yeah. the Blackbeard's tattoos on when he was shooting the show, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, and there's um, there's a really great video clip that Vico Ortiz posted where they're like, okay, so hold your face like this, and hold your face like this, and hold your face like this, and that's your model face. And then it cuts to, like, is it I'm so sexy? I think it's I'm so sexy. <laughs> he just, he like, starts, starts strutting. strutting like he's on a catwalk. And he's in the costume. Oh my god! It's not just. I think he's in the like, Kraken costume, not oh just the Blackbeard costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot. Yeah, and it's so funny. It's one of those things where you know where you see actors who haven't generally been who are always attractive but have never been like widely noted as like really sexy. All of a sudden, people the, go, "Oh, you're really Stanley hot." Tucci change where society didn't think Stanley yes. Tucci was hot, and now he's like widely accepted as one of the sexiest men around. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. The, it's it's not the same as the. I mean, unfortunately, I have to use this because I do not have any other option. The Neville Longbottom effect of "Oh, you grew <laughs> up into someone sexy." <laughs> We need a better name for that effect. We need to find somebody else. Please, dear God, somebody find a sexy uh, man who was once an ugly child. We just got to learn that actor's name. It's fine. (laughs) I'll never figure that out. Matthew Lewis? I've met him. He's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He seems very handsome. Yeah. (laughs) He was in a play with uh, Arthur Darville. Oh. That I saw him in. Also very handsome. Yes, also very it's, handsome. Where my mom yeah. came up to him at the show because it was my second time oh, God. in London. So we were doing the stage door, right? And it was my second time in London. And the first time I went to London, I'd also seen Arthur Darville in a different play. And my mom came up and was like, you know, she's seen you in plays twice. She goes and sees you in a play every time we go to London. I'm like, you die. I want, is there a grate I can jump into? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh no! I'm I'm so sorry that you. I'm had very to sorry. You. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it was supposed to be more of like a Miranda moment, right? Won't somebody please marry my daughter? I'm literally <laughs> giving her away. <laughs> oh my god. But you want to talk about sexy? This whole crew is full of different sexy people of different like ages and sizes and colors and genders and like nobody's ever the butt of a joke. Mm-mm. I mean, they become butts and, of like, jokes, and, like, but only yeah. when it's like, oh, this would be a funny joke to pull, but not at their expense. Yeah, yeah like it's, the it's idea always that very Fang much like they're the joke. Sketched is not the joke. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and like Lucius being like, I don't think that I'm cute, but I've decided to carry myself that way. It's just like <laughs> the confidence is so inspiring that it's it's one of those things where I'm just like, that's right. You decide who you are and you carry yourself that way. And that that's, is who you are. And people will know Lucius it. Lucius could like, easily have just been like the funny side character in any show. Yeah. Because Nathan Fode is so good as that. But there's also the idea in this that, no, he sincerely is a genuine slut and he loves that for himself. And so does everybody else. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing and that, wrong yeah, with and being like, a ship slut. Yeah. And that oh. there's nothing about, I mean, I think Nathan Fode is very attractive, but also like who you would yeah. see cast in like the quote unquote Hollywood version of this role. And that... They're like, no, Lucius is the most attractive person to everybody on this ship, and we love it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like any other production would be like, ah, he's Mr. Smee, and it would have just been, like, the butt of the humor, rather than mm -hmm. him driving the comedy so much by being very confident and, you know, just, like, manipulating situations to get what he wants. Or it could have <laughs> gone the other way of, like, oh, Lucius is the ship's slut, we need to get the most handsome yeah. stunning man possible to make it seem like oh yeah yes. <laughs> that's the reason why everybody wants to fuck him it's like no 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 yeah lucius is just good at his job <laughs> no no but i feel like i feel like what we've talked about before is all pirates are gay yeah even if they're played by gene kelly <laughs> especially when they're played by gene kelly um we should talk about stanis jackie and her noses i was just about to say it <laughs> Uh, you read my mind. So few clients my piece are of paper to says, read my mind. My nose is. My nose is. That's my favorite line reading in the whole show. <laughs> my nose is. It's the way you can hear the apostrophe instead of the Y in my nose Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like she's so distressed about her nose jar. She's worked really hard on that. She's collected them and for so long. To be so fair, long. that's a huge jar. <laughs> Right? And there's a lot of noses in there. <laughs> Is the nose jar more important than the brain jar or the finger jar? Were those were those hers? Or were they somebody else's? <laughs> I have questions. I wanna know what's in the nose juice. Like I like Apparently like, are it's the noses, tasty. Are the noses like secreting red juice are they putting liquor in with the noses like if this is I, the sangria situation i think it's <laughs> nose sangria <laughs> oh 
well, I know what I'm going to serve at them in next themed afternoon. Okay, all right. What would you put in a nose sangria then to also achieve that kind of green color? Well, I was going to say oranges, but now I have to say limes. <laughs> That's where the rest of the oranges went. <laughs> Into nose sangria. They say there was a blight, but a blight is just a polite way of saying that Spanish Jackie had a run on them. Yeah. I really, so like, I love, love Spanish Jackie as a character. <laughs> and I am so curious about her and her 20, now 18 husbands. Like, how frequently is she getting married? Where are these people coming from? How is she managing to get all these people to marry her? I what kind I, of profit does she get? I don't think it's necessarily legal or consensual. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, is this like is this like when my mother calls actors my boyfriend because I think they're really precious and there's pictures of them on my phone? <laughs> no, no, I think she is actually married to them. I, I do believe there's no <laughs> doubt about that part. It's just whether or not they want to be married to her. That's fair. Uh, I feel like they're probably all too afraid of her to say no. Yes. Fred yeah. Armisen is definitely afraid of her. I mean, oh, who, absolutely. Who I love when he's like... <laughs> the moment when he's like, should we have a singles night? Should we serve food? <laughs> Jackie doesn't need more overhead. <laughs> I'm going to have to hire like, Wayne and then She keeps losing and staff then... because they kill her husband. <laughs> And then Katie Beth comes into my DMs on this, the day of my daughter's wedding, <laughs> a couple days ago. And he's like, you know what? We should really ship Spanish Jackie with Kristen Johnson's character. And I was like, God damn it. Oh. 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 Right? Oh things I want. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Somebody posted on Instagram, a screenshot from probably Tumblr um, that says 20 husbands and still not satisfied. That's because you need a wife. And so it's a photo of Spanish Jackie and a, a photo of Kirsten, Kristen Johnston's character. <laughs> and it's the ship I never knew I needed for the show. Maybe, maybe it's more of like, these are marriages of conveniences as in, like each husband mm. performs a different task that she needs doing around her establishment slash ship slash life. So she's like, yeah. she's got a gossip husband and then she's got a fucking husband and then she's got a cleaning mm -hmm. husband and a cooking husband. She's got a bar manager husband. She does yeah. have a bar manager husband. Yeah. Jackie's an Yeah. Um, she really is. I mean, it's probably how she decreases her overhead because, you know, if it's family, you don't have to pay them as well. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just, oh, God, she's so funny in that part. I love her. And I love that she, like, has a little hand-to-hand -hand combat with um, Jim. And then she's like, what if we just drink? <laughs> <laughs> and they settle their differences over some alcohols. <laughs> her replacement hand is designed for so many things as well. Like it can hold a cigar. Yes! It can it can have a knife come out of it, like a Wolverine. I didn't see that until my most recent yeah. watch. Yeah. 
It also yeah, occurred I, um, to me on this most recent watch that Kristen Johnson is the only person on a pirate show wearing an eye patch. With an eye patch, <laughs> yes. I <laughs> I really I really love um like I it just feels like such a weird way to say this, but I really love that there's like random disability representation. Mm-hmm. Like Blackbeard has the heavy duty knee brace. And I I saw somebody post about it and point it out. And, like, I had picked it out right away because it's, like, obviously it's shiny metal on his leather outfit. Um, And and I love that it's just, like, hey, he's probably going to mess up me. We don't ever need to know why. We don't know why Spanish Jackie has a false hand. We don't know why... (laughs) I don't know why Kristen Johnson has an eye patch. Like I, I kind of just love that it's like these are just the people's world. <laughs> I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, you know, if you had a cane, it would be really great to cosplay Izzy after his toe got removed. Oh yes! Oh my god. Do you think the cane is also a sword, though? Uh, I mean, it oh, has it's... to be. A cane is it never should a cane. Be. Yes. No. No. Um, but it's yeah. Oh my god! It's kind of true to the world that they would have lived in anyway, right? That yeah, like, tons of people were sailing around with various disabilities, right? Missing arms, missing legs, oh, yeah. and stuff. Why would we need the backstory? Like, there's no point in showing yeah. us unless it is very plot specific. But I doubt that the writers would ever get to a place of like, do we need a plot specific amputation? No. Well, minus uh, Lucius's, Lucius's finger, but finger. okay. Now, but that was fucking great. But that's <laughs> they can't cut off my finger if there's no finger to cut off. Snip meets me, knives or knives. Oh my god! I just I love the idea that because Roach handles the food and deals with knives, he also could be a surgeon in that era. I mean, and speaking speaking of the fandom. Sam Bashoot commenting and saving every single time somebody makes one of his orange cake recipes. Yes! It's just so pure and kind. And like he made a collage of them. When the show got renewed, I think he said something like, Listen, guys, it didn't take 745 cakes to get renewed. But we didn't yeah. have this many yesterday, and they didn't announce it yesterday. <laughs> Wow! So there's an actual recipe for the forty orange glaze cake. Yes, yes, it does not actually take that many, but he put out a recipe for it. Yeah, no. He's a baker, so he made a recipe. He's a legit baker. Yes. Good for him. Right? Yeah, like it's it's the cutest thing that he's just like, you know, this guy baking a cake and all these people are making a cake. Like, that's... I feel like I've seen so much really wonderful fan art, but there's something about the cakes that are just so precious. <laughs> we we should link the recipe in our show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, because it's on my list of things to do, I feel like there's something, I don't know, it's kind of intangible about a cake. Like, you can't save a cake. You can't put a cake up on the wall. Yeah, like it's just it's such a it's such a really ephemeral, beautiful thing that it's just like you made a cake, you took some pictures, and then you ate it, and then it was gone, and you have the memory of the cake and some pictures. Wait, so I can't have my cake and eat it too? <laughs> I mean, you can have your cake, and Samba Shoot will congratulate you for it. You can have your cake and tweet it too. Oh, there we go. oh <laughs> naughty. <laughs> 
I feel gross now that I said that pun. <laughs> Welcome. Join us in the grossosphere. <laughs> what would Lucius do? Lucius would not feel gross about that. No, it's so true. It's so true. I will say, though, in the realm of fan art, um, I've seen really funny, just like, not textually based ships in the fan art as well. Do you know about um, butt hands? Sorry, what? <laughs> is this, so is this there's, buttons um, and hands? Yes. So there's okay. a there's a fan artist that I've been following for a really long time because of Doctor Who fan art. And when the show came out, obviously they caught the brainworms too <laughs> with the rest of us. And so they've been tweeting like all this really gorgeous art and they were like, I'm going to ship these characters. Help me pick what the name of the ship should be. And it was literally like one of those Twitter polls. And I was like, everybody's going to pick butt hands. Butt hands. It's funny. <laughs> People pick butt okay, hands. Okay, now that you say so it, like, I have seen a piece of fan art for this. Where Izzy's yes. sleeping and Buttons yeah. bites him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Um, it's just, it's so funny because it's like, you know, these... Like, some of these characters are based on real people, but many of them are made up or amalgamations of people because, like, there were really 70 to 80 people on Steed's crew, not nine. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot more people to run a ship like that. We no, don't this, have this... the time to invest in 70 to 80 people. No. no. This, <laughs> David not. Jenkins looked at historical accuracy and said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that for him. I do too. Like it's just so great. Yeah, but why let he, I don't think that man knows a single goddamn thing about how a sailing ship works. I have a feeling that he knows every single thing and he's like, <laughs> I will take this pinch of this information and this teaspoon of this information. <laughs> Why would you let accuracy get in the way of a good story, though? Exactly. Restart. I mean, he's already been pretty clear that for the role, and I don't know why. <laughs> yes. So that he would feel comfortable on a fake boat with LED screens of the ocean around. <laughs> I mean, he apparently he loves the water. I think this might have been a way to get sailing lessons tax deductible. Okay, so who else in the crew have we not talked about? Because there's there's so many, like, fully realized characters. Um, we haven't even I, talked about I really Olawande. love Frenchie and the singing. Frenchie. Oh, I know. Oh. Olawande's so great. Um, Wee John is adorable. Oh, Wee John. <laughs> That first episode where he has the fabric over him like he's the Virgin Mary. <laughs> and he's like, I used to sew with my mother. He's so precious. And he's so, like, I, I just love how snarky they all are. Like, it's just so, <laughs> just makes them feel much more like real people. Like, they're all sweet and they're all mean and they're all sassy. And, yeah. Or even Black I, I... Pete, where... I feel like on any oh, other show, God, he Black would Pete. be the most annoying character. And you're like, why is he on the show? I hate him. But he's yeah. so good. Yes. And he's so yeah, sweet it, towards it, Lucius. And yeah. he never he feels like a threat, finger. I think. He whittles him a finger. It looks like a thumb. It's dumb. I know. No, it's the loveliest thing anyone's ever done for me. Oh, <laughs> oh and then kisses. Kisses, kisses. Oh, my God. 
Um, I- oh, the moment where Roach is hugging the onions in his sleep. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, I just feel like for for 10 hours that speed or 10 hours, I wish, five hours that speed Five by, hours? <laughs> yeah. Five hours that speed by. Um, it still feels like there's so much left in these characters, which is part of why I'm so excited about season two. Other than like yeah. the reunion on the beach, kissing. <laughs> I I really hope in season two they they very quickly move past the mistake between uh, Ed and Steed, so that they can just get right back to boyfriends. Like, none of this, I do not want season seven of Gilmore Girls, where Lorelai and Rory are angry at each other for half a season, for no fucking reason. No, I want Steed to show up and Ed to go, oh my god, you're back. Oh, thank god, I can wipe all this off and we can just get back to kissing. Yes. I have already read so much fanfic that... First, there was, like, the wave of fanfic that was, like, them getting back together. And right now I'm in the wave of fanfic that's, like, well, we already know they get back together. So let's just skip that part and get to them being happy again. I have no expectations for the second season, but I also just, like, I just want the crew to be together and, like, run around and be silly again. Like, I want them to go fuck with asshole rich people in their ships. Yes. And... The pyramid scheme. (laughs) (laughs) I love the pyramid scheme. And oh my God. And the the grace note of it ending with the quote unquote massive aggression of (laughs) because the rich people were mean to Ed. Steed goes in there, exposes all their secrets, (sighs) fucks up everybody's life and then causes the ship to be lit on fire. He the is romance to... of it all. <laughs> yes. He is going to yes. burn the world down for Ed. And that's beautiful. Yeah. It's so romantic. And uh, just everything's done so well. The horrible people get their comeuppance. We wish we wish the real world were like this, please. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, I know, I know after watching this, I was like, oh, oh, I am very much a steed bonnet in, in my, my personhood. So yep. I need to go out yeah. there and find myself an Edward Teach. I was thinking about that. Do you remember that meme of um, uh, the two Simpsons characters? It was Martin and who's it? The bully. And it was every podcasting duo is this. And I was thinking about it. I was like, no, we're just two steed bonnets right here. <laughs> Oh, he's got a second closet, a secret closet. And the, oh my God, David Jenkins being like, yeah, there's a reason they have that conversation in the closet where Steed finds out that Ed is Blackbeard and Mm -hmm. Ed looks at Steed and realizes he can have a life he wants. He doesn't have to follow what he's been told he should be because he is this mythic person. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, it's so... It's so good. <laughs> Ed doesn't... Like, again, there's no shame in this show. All right, and that could have been the moment, right nope. then and there. He could have just been like, why the fuck do you have a second closet? Why do you have all these books? Yeah. Why do you have... And instead, he goes in and he wants to touch the outfits and feel them and oh. move through them. And, and 
Oh, it's so romantic. It's the best meet cute so in the world. He's so delighted. Yes. Yeah, he's so, like, it, it really, for me, starts with right before they go in the closet where they're sitting there. And he's like, you've read all these books? And he's like, yeah, these are just my favorite books. And I was watching it and I thought, oh, is that what it's like when you don't have television to watch all the time? Um, <laughs> not that I haven't read plenty of books, but like, that's a lot of books. Um, and he's sitting there and he's like, you have, a, you have all these books with a, you know, a candlelit chandelier right around them at sea. Like that's a little bananas that you, you know, have super flammable stuff together with open flame and then to go in the closet. And he's just so charmed by who Steed is as a person. Like Steed is so sure of himself that it really shows Ed that he can be who he wants to be and not just who he's told. And I, I just, I love it so much. I feel like the show is just like continuously putting people in situations where it affirms that who they are is important. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's my that... big takeaway too. I think that's why it's such a comfort <laughs> yeah. watch for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a comfort watch for sure. Oh, that's, oh, oh, my heart, my heart grows three sizes just <laughs> thinking about this fucking show and how how wonderful and and lovely it is and i i oh the the other big thing people want to see for season two they want to see more of the badminton family but you know little children yes. and wives <laughs> all played they'll by never him. see papa again <laughs> <gasps> i'm just now picturing like oh my god i'm picturing him in different costumes and it's just his like can you imagine if it's it's his face and it's just that's who steed sees now the problem with this is he has just done a movie where he does the exact same thing called men oh yeah plays... a movie that is not as fun <laughs> No, nowhere near as fun as this. But I, you know what? I can live with way too much of him again in a comedy sense rather than <laughs> in a horrifying sense where he's kind of giving birth to himself. Huh. Men gets real fucked up, yo. I think we should talk about the use of pop music specifically at the end of episode eight where the british royal navy boards the ship to the sound of fleetwood max the chain oh i have um, been listening to that song nonstop ever since over and over (laughs) it's such a smart idea because they they feed it in so organically with the yes. drummer on the back of the uh, the boat. Right. Oh my god. Right. It and doesn't, you, think, you oh. don't, you're going, like, it's not yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like, Frenchie playing his little string instrument, and I can't decide what kind of instrument it is at the moment, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, he's playing the song, and like, they clearly knew what they were doing with that piece of music. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I want to say I saw like the editor or someone talk about how many times they've looked at and tried to time out the, um, the like claw on the rope thing going over the side of the ship and catching. That's incredible. And, um, and like how much, like it's a fan video. Like, let's be mm-hmm. super clear. They made <laughs> yeah. a fan video. It's just like and somebody it's not was the saying only the time day, they do it. like. When when Mary's describing what love is, and you're seeing the cuts yes. to Ed, and you're like, "This is yeah. some a fan didn't edit this. They didn't put this yeah. in." 
Yeah. No. And David Jenkins has said, like, the editors did that. Uh, It was meant to be played with just the two of them, and the editors did that, and then they didn't make changes because they were like, okay, this is what it is. Those editors must be nerds. Yeah. They they must have grown up on those things. I feel like it's just so evident the type of people that are, like, working on this show and Mm -hmm. how much love is there. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just so – I've seen – so I'm sure you've seen this, too, with the people who are, like, you know, kids today are learning about Fleetwood Mac and Kate Bush because of these shows. And it's, like, how freaking cool is it if this is the first time you ever heard Fleetwood Mac? It's this show. It would blow my mind. Right? I would love it. Because I hate to say it because I knew this song, but the first time I paid attention to this song as an adult was when it was in an episode of Glee, and I'm covering my face as I say this. That's like, I'm embarrassed. We all they didn't made... sing it. It was, just, it was just in a scene transition. But I just remember being like, what is that? I like it. <laughs> I, I remember talking to my mom because I was just playing this song over and over before she watched the show, and I was like... Yeah, I want to like Fleetwood Mac more than I do, but to me, like, "Go Your Own Way" is not a song. It is a jingle for travel insurance or something like that. Because that's <laughs> oh, how I've heard it my the, entire life. It's the Bill Clinton campaign tune from 1992. Exactly. Yeah, like that's that's probably the first time I understood who Fleetwood Mac was as a person. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like it's um it's I don't know, it's just the musical choices, like using Leonard Cohen's Avalanche as black as as Ed becomes Blackbeard again, like oh uh, my god. Heartbreaking. And Sam, I'm cupping my mouth so you don't see me say this, but the Cat Stevens song at the very end is incredible. Oh it my god. My I know I got song. to the end today and I was like I was like, oh, I need to put this Cat Stevens song on my playlist. And I was like, oh, Sam's going to be really upset if I mention this. I, okay, <laughs> so, listen, listen. It's so good. It's good because it's in appropriate context. Everything has a place and a time. I just think that most of Cat Stevens' places and time is in a dumpster back in the 1960s. You're just sore about Harold and Maude. I mean, I'm I'm still very sore about Harold the Mod. Yes, this is true. (laughs) But I also just think Cat Stevens seems like a self-important, whiny bastard. Oh my god. (laughs) Tell us what you really think. Cat Stevens, if you're you're listening... (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Cat Stevens, I love you. No. Uh, oh my god. No, it is the, the official stance, stance of this of podcast pod. is strongly in the center. We are centrist <laughs> on Cat Stevens. <laughs> I because I'm here, I'm tipping the scale pro Cat Stevens. No, to be centrist means <laughs> we that win. we're acknowledging it. It, it. it no, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm making my own podcast where nobody likes Cat Stevens. I'm marooning you on a tiny island, Sam. <laughs> Will I have Kylie Minogue there? (laughs) You can practice your anti-Cat Stevens rant for the talent show. I I sure hope that season two picks up with that talent show. I'm on edge to see who wins. (laughs) 
<laughs> I saw some puppets on the ground with them. I yes. just feel like there's some interesting okay. choices happening, and I want to know. It's it's the Swede. The Swede is the one who's super invested in the puppets. Oh my god! Because of Pinocchio. Did you know Stupid that the puppet, actor puppet. who plays the Swede was one of the writers for the George Clooney movie, The Descendants? Yeah, he has an Oscar. I got to tell my He's mom that too, an- and watch her face change. <laughs> He is an Oscar winner with Jim Rash. He is an adapted screenplay Oscar winner. Yeah, he um, and he actually has two because there's a second movie I hadn't seen. But like, I I adore The Descendants. The book is really good too. If you've never read it, and um, I've actually and I really, read the book. Really and love that movie because I like the book so much. Oh, the movie's beautiful. I think it's um, it's it's a really good adaptation. I saw the movie first. All I all I know is that he also does the voice of Elfo on Disenchantment. A Renaissance man, and then he does <laughs> yes. the Swede. Seriously, which is, I listen. All respect to Nate. He looks so normal without that wig. <laughs> yeah, I I would not think that a multi hyphenate was playing that role. No. No. It, no. Absolutely. The the, the teeth only don't go thing... back in. <laughs> the teeth don't go back in. But has, am, am I the only person that noticed, or maybe I'm just behind on the train because I did my rewatch yesterday, but uh, the Swede is dressed in trans colors. I did not notice I didn't that. notice that. Yeah, yeah. I was noticing how everything's bleached out, though, so that may be why I didn't notice it. But yeah, you're totally right. Oh, my God. Pink shirt, blue and white I did white read bandana. somebody pointing out when... Um, when they're deciding, are you still Jim? Wait, and you're not mute? And uh, and the Swede asks, <laughs> if you're not Jim anymore, can I be Jim? Can I and be somebody Jim? Paused it. <laughs> That's why he goes as the Swede, because he doesn't have a new name picked out yet. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, my God. You mean he's like... I kind of love that. <laughs> he's like the doctor know, right? from Voyager. From Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, you specified that in case we got excited. Yeah, yeah, different doctor. The the doctor has a name. It's just we're not privy to that name because it might make our heads explode or something. I don't know. It's just Greek words. It's fine. It's in the classic series. (laughs) The doctor just doesn't like their childhood name. It's fine. I mean, who does? Mm hmm. Oh, the Swede. Oh, just this. Uh, yeah. Everybody. Everybody in this show is firing on all all cylinders. You could have anybody show up in this show where previously... Like, if Cat Stevens showed up in this show <laughs> to play a pirate character, I would probably end up being, you know what? Fine. Cat Stevens is okay now. But until that point, <laughs> Cat Stevens is in my bad books. <laughs> So, Cat Stevens, you have to come person, on this show. When you turn on someone, you turn hard. <laughs> I do, because I know I will never get into a fight with Cat Stevens. <laughs> if you do, can I be there? Sure. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be <laughs> What televised. will your weapon be? Uh, my fists, <laughs> my body. I am a pro wrestling <laughs> drag queen. <laughs> What if Cat Stevens shows up with a guitar? Well, then I'm good. Then I got a chair waiting for him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure Cat Stevens by this point is an elderly man as well. Yeah. 
could be spry. Never know. This could be the long con that Cat Stevens is playing against me. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I think we've come to a very natural conclusion of me hating Cat Stevens. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so, I think if we continue along this path, it's only gonna get weirder. <laughs> So we, we've come to the most important question of every episode. Uh, is our flag means death camp? Hmm. Katie Beth, you're our guest. You go first. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, I think yes. Yes! Okay, just a yes. <laughs> do, I need to, do I need to expound upon that? Should I unpack that? If you want to. If you just want to leave it as a yes, we will also accept just a yes. I mean, I think the I think the earnestness and sincerity of the characters and the world in which they reside and the absolute joy that it radiates out to everybody watching. It yes. How about you, Sam? Oh, it's this is really hard for me because there are camp things in it. But the sincerity that I think it has, I think it's camp in, in basically saying, here's the story of pirates, and then saying, well, what's all this history shit? Throwing that out the window <laughs> and going, let's go from here. We have names and, and ships. And ships. Wink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it... I think it's tremendously camp for saying fuck it to the history and just going for the best possible story. But I don't think the story in of itself is camp. I think it's just a truly joyous queer story about love and adventure and living your best and truest self. And I don't think that is inherently camp. I think just wildly historical and accurate uh, 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 somebody could pull out a laptop in season two and i'd be like fine cool, let's go with this <laughs> they could do the space balls things where they consult the script and i'd be like yeah that makes sense yeah absolutely because yeah. they're muppets yeah, yeah exactly okay sarah me, if a muppet the, showed up queer, i wouldn't be surprised it's the queer universe of the show the the world where almost nobody is straight and everything's cool with that. And also, it's a world with a nose jar. That's why it's camp for me. <laughs> so, three camps to say our flag means death is camp. And I think probably the strongest recommendation we've ever had on this show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's excellent. Why aren't you guys watching it right now? Go! Turn off the podcast. Stop Katie listening Beth, to us. That you would like to plug. <laughs> Listen to Katie Beth first, and then stop listening to us. If you feel the need to um, read someone's tweets while they watch television and uh, frequently read books without any knowledge of what is going to happen in them beforehand, because uh, I like to go in cold on my entertainments. Um, I'm on Twitter and uh, it's at kbethery, K-B-E-T-H-E-R-Y. Um, and also see uh, live entertainment because that's what my career is. So, you know, go see shows, wear a mask, be placed to the theater. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for joining us today on our exploration of our flag means death. I can't, I, I, I'm, I love this show so much. Sorry. Um, <laughs> please subscribe on your podcaster of choice. Leave a star rating and review where you can, because it always helps us to find new people who may not know what their camp favorite is. Yes. And next week we will be discussing, I can't, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to find which episode and season it is, but it is the episode of Frasier sure called. Yes. It's called The Matchmaker. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's season two, episode 13. It is nothing really out of the ordinary. It is an episode of Frasier where people come into rooms at wrong times and believe incorrect things about each other. Oh, so half the episodes (laughs) of Frasier. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I can confirm it is season two, episode three. Does Niles also pine after Daphne the whole time? He does. It's it's gonna be great. I I love Frasier. I I rewatched all of it. I think last year, year before, something like that. And I was surprised at yeah. There's a couple jokes here and there where you go, eh, I wouldn't have done that now. But for the most part, it holds up pretty well. Yeah, I did specifically choose this episode because this is um, the one, for those of you guys who may have seen it, where there's a new station manager who's gay, who also thinks Frasier is gay. And um, we'll get more into it in the episode, but it is kind of shocking to me looking at it now, go- looking at how well this show deals with it. So we will we will see and discuss that next week. Until then... You, our campers, can continue the discussion on our Twitter and our Instagram. I am at Chris Indigo, all one word, R-H-Y-S, spelled the Welsh way. And I am at Sour Citrus Lady. You can follow the pod on at Is It Camp Pod. Until next week, wait an hour before swimming. Watch out for snakes! <laughs> oh no! no. Okay, Beth, watch out! Shit! And stay camp! Ah, they're they're not behind you.